Welcome to the Victorious Souls Podcast with self-love coach, Danielle Burnock. Things happen in our lives that make us feel powerless. But Danielle believes that anyone can become a victorious soul by reclaiming what belongs to them, their value, their belovedness, and their God-given superpower. The Victorious Souls Podcast is dedicated to empowering you to rise up, reclaim, and embrace the change from survive to thrive as a victorious soul through the power of love. And now, here's that lady on the internet who loves you, Danielle. And we are live. Yay! Didn't take us long. I get better every time. And here I am at two o'clock, like I said it would be. I'm going to be sharing with you uh, one of my friends. I got something going on on there. I don't know what it is. Okay, there we go. Something on my screen. Something to distract. We don't want any distractions here. And so today I have my friend Mary Welsh. She has a new book coming out. And she's going to tell you about it. She has a daughter that she had lost and she has a nonprofit. She has a lot of things to share with you about her journey that she's been on. And so here I'm at on a shelter in place day 64 with something else exciting to share with you. I've been trying to give a nice variety of how we're going through this whole shelter in place together. Day 64 with Danielle Burnock at DanielleBurnock.com and love yourself from survive to thrive. And so I will bring Mary in here and you can talk with her. Here comes Mary. Hey there, Mary. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. It only took me a, a little bit more and then there was something on the screen I had to exit out of because it popped up, you know, technology. <laughs> <laughs> Love technology. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really excited for what you can share with people. You have been through a lot and a lot of people have lost a child and you can help a lot of people. And so I, I'm excited about your book coming out and the other stuff you'll share a little bit later. And so I uh, just wanted to start with how long has it been since you lost your daughter? So, um, Susie's angel day is next Monday. So it'll be three years on Monday that she's three been years. gone. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, she's with us every day and, you know, and everything we do. And, and so she still lives on with us and just in a different way. Right. Right. I just wasn't sure how raw it was. I didn't remember. I know you had told me before, but I know it never gets easy, but yeah. you get more accustomed to it maybe would that be a better way of putting it <laughs> i don't you know because it's, it's not like the first thing. day but some days it is i'm sure because there are grief surges that take place so you know grief comes in it comes in waves you know there's something that somebody said or something you saw or a memory right. comes up or a thought and you know it can take you right down to that raw minute where you're just falling apart and right. then the next you know the next minute um you know you you uh 
remember and reflect on them and what impact they had on us and that uh, they gave it everything in their life to be, you know, here with us. Yeah. So it makes it a little easier. That's like, then I know that it changes. I know grief morphs over time. It doesn't stay the same. It turns into a different form of a beast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that, that's an important thing to know because um, in my book, um, I, you know, I talk about the different stages of grief, but they don't go in a, in a linear line. They're not consecutive. They're, they're, they can all happen at the same time. You know, you can be feeling so many different things and just feel that you can't, you, you can't even tie your shoes. I mean, you just can't function, you know. Yeah. Then the next moment, you know, you're having a family gathering and everybody's around and, you know, everybody's happy and laughing and you just, you're thinking to yourself, but why, you know, and, and so it's learning to live with um, the different situations that come along right. and um, more of a positive aspect of, of right. reflection on it um, helps a lot. Right. Right. So you wrote this book that you're releasing on the 1st of June because that's Susie's Angel Day, right? Yes, that's her Angel okay. Day. And uh, you're releasing it on the June 6th. And how long did it take you to do just the writing process? Because I know doing a book, there's the writing and the editing. I mean, there's lots of different parts of the process, but just the writing part, how long did that take you to do? So I guess I'd have to take you back to how I started writing. Well, um, tell us the story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I'm a big advocate of, of therapy. Um, mm -hmm. And Me so <laughs> talking with other people, you kind of get your thoughts out and your, your um, right. things that you don't tell anybody else. And you right. put it in a safe <laughs> environment and you can just exactly. let it go. And sometimes you never know what you're going to say in those moments when you're with your therapist. <laughs> Where it happens when from? you do Facebook lives, too. You go, I wonder what I'm going to say today. <laughs> and uh, um I kind of look at therapy in a different fashion. My therapist laughed at me because I brought my mother and my mother-in-law and I brought my, my husband and some of the kids have gone with me. And I said, if you want to know me, you have to know all of me. And those people are, are, you're learning about my daughter, Susie, that's gone, but all these other people have a major factor wow. in how I process life. And so um, I was, she always told me I had to bring something for show and tell to start that discussion. And so she always talks and laughs about me bringing people as show and tell. <laughs> but um, that wasn't making fun of you kind of laughing, was it? Pardon? She wasn't making fun of you laughing, oh, was no, she? Oh, no, no. She okay. just, just, she just making sure. Was, she, had, she had never heard of anybody and uh, uh, bringing people as show and tell. Um, and so she laughs with me. She never okay. laughs at me. Good. good. It's not good to have a therapist laugh at you. No, no. That would I had not one call good. me a liar before, and I didn't go back there. Yeah. So um, I just started journaling. I just started putting my thoughts down on paper. Mm -hmm. I did. And as I went through the therapy and as I was bringing these other people in to talk so she could get to recognize them, she encouraged me to journal deeper and um, that I could make an impact with other people. And I, it was not on my agenda. It was never, never meant to be. And, um, 
the more I thought about it and more I went back and read my journal, I'm like, you know, maybe somebody, I can help somebody. And so um, that was how I started to do it. The book took me about two years to write. Um, it took me a year to put the pictures in the book. I can so appreciate I that. <laughs> about pictures because they can take me down a rabbit hole of self-pity, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, just depression. And um, so it was kind of stalled. And so one day my daughter's friend called out of the clear blue and said, mom, what's going on? And I said, trying to look at these pictures. And she said, I'll be right over. And she spent three weeks with me and we took every picture out and we laughed and we cried and we reminisced about the time frame and the, I can look at all these pictures now and it's okay. You did grief work. You, that's grief work that she came and she did grief work with you. She did. And you processed and it was, those like that. Now you see them all differently. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And she did the same thing. She said, mom, you've made me feel like I've made a difference. Wow. That I made a difference in her life because you're telling me different perspectives on what yeah. I knew as to what she knew, you know? And yeah. so, um, so I have a limited edition book that has all full color prints in it. And then I have my black and white version, you know? Um, so those that know Susie may want the colored print, you know? Um, but I felt it was important to, as I shared my story to share Susie in the story. And oh, yeah. so anybody that's grieving can put their own child into that, um, right. That setting, you know? Right. That's awesome. Yeah, I have uh, probably like 13,000 pictures on my phone. And sometimes I go through, I want to, I'm like, there's too many, I need to get them off. But then you get sucked into where they're at. And then you're emotionally there. And I'm like, I'm too emotionally attached. I need to stop doing this. <laughs> you know, to be very methodical or something to do that. And so I do it from time to time. But I understand the getting sucked into that. And it's, yeah, totally. <laughs> So in the in the book, I did a, a section of poems, and they were poems written by me for my daughter. Oh, wow. And so there's a poem to mom, there's a poem to dad, grandparents, cousins, oh, wow. girlfriends, you know, every category. And behind each poem is a set of these pictures. So you'll see all the cousins in the book and you'll see all her friends and her silly antics that she had and, and different things like that. And um, people that have read the book said, did she write those? And I'm like, no, but I spent so many hours with her that- You knew her. It sounds like her voice because, yeah. You knew her. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's like getting an editor. You need an editor who will keep your voice when they edit your book and they don't edit you out of your own book. (laughs) That's so true. I had three quotes and two of them just like rewrote it. And I'm like, no, that's not me. That's not, that's not the intent. And if it's, 
that's just not the way we're going to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to do that. I'm like, no, you're not changing that. Yes. They stuttered when they talked. I'm quoting them. That's exactly how they said that. When I interviewed them, it's like, no, you're not taking that out. You're removing their emotion, <laughs> but it's not grammatically correct. I don't care. <laughs> I'm conveying their heart. You know, you need to deliver the emotion. So. Yeah. So did you have other um, help? I mean, did you go to counseling while you were writing your book or was self-therapy and your family and friends came alongside you? So you said, so you're a big, oh, yeah, you said yeah, I, the, yeah, you said the therapist and you took her. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and I still, I still see her to this day. Um, we got a husband look group called parents of USA. And so we go once a month and um, it's all parents or grandparents that have lost a child and it's just a safe zone to talk about your child and, and, you know, learn from other people and, and some of the right. topics and different things to think about. Um, and this year, uh, my husband and I joined the, um, the board. So we help wow. with manning some of the meetings and um, I'm going to be speaking as a national speaker this summer um, uh, for one of their, for their main conference that they're going to have. They just wow. told me it was canceled, but now it's on virtual. So awesome. <laughs> everything is virtual. <laughs> yeah. Summer, summer, it's, it's further than about, so we'll see. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's wonderful. It's very important for a group to be safe, for mm -hmm. you to bring your emotions and for it to be safe. Safety is so important. So, so what is your main goal with uh, releasing this book? So um, the book is, uh, this is the book, it's Journey into the Looking Glass, and it's Finding Hope After the Loss of Loved Ones. And um, when you're fresh in grief, you can't, you can't function. You, nothing right. you don't comprehend anything. Right. And so it's made in just little snippets. So it may be two or three pages, and then it'll have key takeaways with some um, thoughts behind it to um just kind of spur them to write some notes down. So if they can pick it up and read a couple pages, it, it's not like having to pick it up and start all over again because you just keep rereading the same page if you do that. Yeah, right. Um, That's so important. A friend of mine, she gave me a quote when she said it. You know, like someone just says something, you go, oh, I need to go write that down. <laughs> she said that broken hearts cannot swallow big paragraphs. So true. I mean, I love that it was so poetic how she said that. And your book is written in that way. Yeah. 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 So when I was, when I was writing, when I was, you know, writing the book, after I started really writing the book and, mm -hmm. and the research, putting it all together, I realized that I had a philosophy in life. And the philosophy in life was to always look on the positive side of things. Mm -hmm. I was always, you know, one of the people that the glasses, you know, half full instead of half yeah. empty. And um, I'm that same way. I think it's a better way to live. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, in your, and I have a couple of quotes that I, that I really pulled out of your book and it's um, how we own our own mindset will bring us abundance or scarcity. Right. We use the power of instead in a way you can change your, your life. And oh, so yeah. when I was, when I was looking at it, I'm like, that's, you know, I call it the power, power of positive reflection. And mm -hmm. I wrote the four aspects of positive reflection. 
And so the whole book is premised on one, you have to remember. So remember all the stories. We all have mm -hmm. a story and yeah. every one of us has been involved in other stories. Two, right. um, reflect on that person or that situation and um, what that impact is. And so instead of saying, what if, you yeah. know, but I did instead, right? Yeah. Um, the third one is to recreate, and that's to recreate your new normal. So it's it's not being a victim. It's being what you uh, bring from the situation. So if you bring a positive mindset, um, you'll have a, a more positive outcome. Right. And then the fourth one is to relate. And in the relate stage, it's one, taking care of yourself. Two, taking care of other people, what you do to help other people. And then three, it's giving back in the community. And so um, before I actually authored the book, I started a nonprofit um, and we create comfort bags and we give them to children that are in hospitals and foster care and shelters. And that's our way of giving back that give that's back. Awesome. Can you and show so, us that thing that's behind you with Susie Q's kids? Yeah. So I do have a couple of banners I, and I'll, I'll give you a quick one here. So this, I'm not real good at this. So we'll see how we do here. So um, Susie Q um, and you'll see that we've got some, some children opening the bags. Full disclosure, those are my grandchildren because I give the bags to kids that are in situations that I don't get to see them. Right. Okay, so I give it to other nonprofits. And then right. we give them to foster care and hospitals. Um, and then on this side is my new banner I just got yesterday. I just showed Danielle before we started. Oops, where are we? <laughs> and it shows my book. So there's my, my book we're talking about. But I also made a, compa a companion book for it, which is a journal that uh, addresses the four aspects that we were just talking about. Wonderful. And then um, because I'm all about kids, I lost a kid and how can I help other kids? I've created um, a grief book for children. Wonderful. And I got it. I got it yesterday. I got my proof. So it'll be coming out um, here shortly. And then the last one is I created a coloring book and it's all about good characteristics. And those will also be out in June. Um, uh, and my thought is that um, the coloring book and the grief book will go into each of my comfort bags. Oh, wonderful. So a way for me to relate, right? To give right. back in the community. And and um, the children's book is all about all the questions my grandchildren asked where their Aunt Susie was, how they can talk to her. Does she miss them? Where can she see them? Different things like that. So, um, so you so were just surrounded with resources. Talked about the four <laughs> aspects. And you'll notice that. Um, there's an outstretched girl in the background on, on yes. this one and yes. this one. And that's my daughter, Susie. She had a love of life. And then this one here is my, got my proof, even got my proof sticker on it. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, do you ever wonder where your special angels are and what they're doing? Susie Q answers your questions. And um, so... So I'm pretty pumped up that all these things are all coming together at one time. Yeah. And 
I pushed the envelope, probably should have waited another month or two, maybe to spread them all out. But it's Susie's Angel Day, and it's all about Susie. That's the reason I wrote the book. So they're all I think I think your plan is great. <laughs> and I think the timing is good. And to release them all, I mean, with what's going on in the world right now with this pandemic, too, I mean, people are losing people having nothing to do with that. But there are people losing people due to the pandemic. And there's kids involved. And so I think your tools are just going to be so helpful for so many people. I'm really excited about your books coming out. <laughs> so I asked you to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> so the four aspects, the model of the four aspects, um, it can be used for any kind of grief. So it could be right. a divorce. It could be losing a job. It could be losing, you know, um, um, having health concerns. It can be used in any way to flip that mindset to a more positive uh more positive mindset. Right. Um, so you made a quote that said owning your perception is how to take charge of those negative mindsets. And that's right. exactly ties into what I was doing with my book. And so when I read your book, I was like, oh, my God, you hit so many different pieces that I connected. And, and um, so thank you for for having me on and for answering my questions. And um, so is there any anything that you have that you'd like to ask otherwise? I would like to ask you, what would you say to a parent that's lost a child? If you could say one thing to them and they couldn't even read your book and you had this one time, this one opportunity to say something to them, what would you say to them? So I have two things that I always tell people when I go to a funeral. And, and it took me a long time to go to a funeral. And I can still, appreciate that. There's still some I don't go to. Okay. And so, I, couldn't, no, I couldn't have carnations no, for a long time. So you have to know your limits. Your yeah. limits are, are your limits. And right. don't let anybody else tell you you have to or make you feel bad. You right. know, there's going to be weddings and showers and babies. And, and any one of them can set you off because your loved one is not going to experience it. You're not going to experience it maybe as a grandparent or a parent, you know, involved in those things. So the two things that I tell everybody is... Um, Ask somebody to tell you their story, how they knew your loved one. And so I, uh, I was recently at a funeral and I said to the mom, I said, if you asked everybody in this room to write down three sentences, two sentences a piece about three different stories, a snippet, just a snippet of a, of a, of a, a situation, I said, you will help them grieve one. And you will have a different mindset about your, your child. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I always say, and I say it all the time, is say their name, say it loud, and say it proud. Some people will get anxious about it. They won't know how to respond. And that's okay. Because that's their, their mechanism. Right. Right. But if you open the door by saying their name often, other people will say it as well. And they'll bring up memories and they'll talk to you. But right. if you don't say it, they think it's a taboo subject and they'll just won't say anything. Yeah. And then you feel like people have forgotten about your child. And it's most likely the wrong, you know, the wrong assertion, but they're afraid they're going to make you cry. And I say to people, I cry all the time. You see it or you don't see it. I said, right. I think of my child every day. I said, so 
I love it when you can share a moment with me, whether it makes me laugh or whether it makes me cry. You're still sharing a moment with about my child and I miss them. Wow. So those are the two important things that I always tell people. Um, and then uh, and then get see a therapist. <laughs> it helps to talk to other people. It really just does. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So how can people connect with you if they'd like to reach out to you and you have coaching and stuff you have available? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, I have a website. It's drmarywalsh.com. So you can you can go on, on my website and there's links on there to the different books. It talks about um, my nonprofit. It talks about my um, grief counseling. It's Greek coaching. I, I put a, a disclaimer on. I am doctor of business. I am not a medical doctor at okay. all. So I wrote this in the throes of the worst days of my life. <laughs> and um, that's why people say it's so real because yeah. it's, it's um, the rawness will come through, um, but it'll come through with a, a glimmer of hope that right. you can get through this too. So, right. so it's Dr. Mary Welsh, W-E-L-S-H um, dot com. I will include the link when I post this also in the different places. So Perfect. I just wanted you to deliver that there. And I just want to thank everyone who has joined us today. And uh, I'll talk to but, you in just a minute, Mary. I'm going to put you in the I'm waiting room for a second. With, I'm going to close with one quote from okay, your book. Cool. And it's knowing your value is is important to your life's power, uh, purpose, take ownership, own your circumstances of life so that you can move forward. Very Amen. true. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. So well, I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. Okay. Well, I just want to thank you all for joining me today and joining my friend, Mary. And I hope that she spoke to you and encouraged you. And uh, her book will be out on June 1st, and I will include the link with this uh, video so that you can connect if that is something that serves you. So I want to say thank you for joining me today, that lady on the internet that says that she loves you, Danielle Burnock at DanielleBurnock.com, and love yourself from Survive to Thrive. So till tomorrow, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Victorious Souls Podcast. You matter and you are loved. We'd love to connect with you further. So please visit us at DanielleBurnock.com and grab a copy of Danielle's free audiobook. And remember, only you can change your life. No one can do it for you.